Hello everyone, this is Nathaniel Goodman, your Biggie Broodcast host, landing here at the Biggie Studio at Pleasanton High School for another great PHS podcast. As we continue with the theme of our podcast, which is what makes PHS great, we will be hearing from the perspective of present and past drum majors. Our guests today include one of our current drum majors, Senior Cody Mills, and the drum major from the class of 1994, Melissa Hernandez Landon. Let's hear what they have to say. First up is Cody Mills, class of 2021. I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, you're our third guest. Um, if you want to introduce yourself to the microphone here. I'm uh, Cody Mills, and uh, I'm a drum major for the My Evil Band. All right, so how long have you been playing instruments in general? I've been in band since uh, sixth grade. So it's six years now that I've been playing the tuba. Oh boy, that's good. Is it fun? You know, there's there's different aspects to every instrument. I think yeah. it depends on what you like, really. Oh yeah. You said you know how to play the tuba. Are there any other instruments that yeah, you got under your belt? I learned how to play the trombone last year for jazz band. Oh man, jazz band. Which one do you like more, the tuba or the trombone? I think I like the tuba better, just because I'm used to it. <laughs> What's your favorite part about being in the band? You know, Mighty Eagles, jazz band, all that. The interactions with people. You get yeah. to have a close connection with a lot of the people in band. Yeah. I bet, I mean, what, y'all lug a bunch of instruments around for how far, how long, you know? Yeah. So there's definitely going to be some some kind of camaraderie that builds there. Um, what's your favorite event to play at, you know, like pep rallies or things like that? Probably the, the spring concert we have every year. Spring concert? Oh, man. So how's that go? Like, what's that like? Just the, uh, well, we have a, a Christmas concert every year, a spring concert. And uh, for the spring concert, we get to pick... I mean, Christmas, of course, we play like Jingle Bells and that kind of stuff. And for the yeah. spring concert, we get to pick something that, that we like to play, yeah. really. So it's a song that all y'all like kind of decide on and things like that? Or? I mean, more of the, the band director, but all right, I got we you. should have picked pretty cool stuff. Oh, so. yeah. That's a lot of fun. So where's that held at? Because I'm still kind of new around here, so. <laughs> we have that over at the, the pack. Oh, the pack. All right, yeah. I've been over there a couple times. I'm definitely going to have to come check out those concerts. Um, I've honestly, I'm friends with like a lot of people in band, and they've never once told me anything about a concert before. I'm starting to get a little disappointed. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it's up in the air this year. I mean, oh man. But I'm sure, I'm pretty sure we're going to have it. Right, I'd hope so, because COVID has thrown everything out of yeah. whack. So, like in your case, especially, you have to take your mask off to play your instrument. Do they have y'all like social distance from like the rest? of the band in order to play your instruments yeah, or been a, a lot of uh, new precautions that we have to take for the we have to we use bell covers to oh. like to prevent like just the spit coming out of the, the front of the instrument you know oh yeah and uh we wear masks with like holes in them so you can actually put your mouthpiece through them and uh, the band directors have been very good about all that uh, that's definitely good because i know precautions. Oh, yeah because i know like uh, band can mean a lot to people and so if they'd had, had to cancel that for some reason because yeah. i know that would have hit some people yeah so, what has been the funniest um, thing that's happened to you in band, like, through your six years? Maybe not the, the funniest moment, but the, the funnest moment was uh, probably Flambeau Parade. Um, we did that my, the summer of my eighth, not the summer, but the end of my eighth grade year. So, what exactly is the Flambeau Parade? So, it's for a fiesta, and oh. uh, we actually got to go march through downtown San Antonio and Oh man, that's, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I, I I love Fiesta. Um, living in Texas, I've been here two years now, and my family hasn't missed it. We we, we love stuff like that. So, 
That sounds like a lot of fun to march through San Antonio. It sounds tiring. Though. Oh, yeah. I'm something like three miles or something like that. Three miles looking at an instrument the same size as you. That sounds dangerous more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. So, um, marching season, that's that's stressful? It's It can be stressful at times. You know, we've got area coming up this week, and I mean, we're definitely working to make sure everything's proper, but I think it's not too stressful. Well, I think we've got everything under control. All right. So y'all do, uh, so is there anything specific y'all do to prepare for marching season, like compared to, you know, like pep rallies, football games, you know what I mean? Well, we start practicing our drill in the summer. So like in July, oh, is around when we start. And so we, we've been working on that for, for a while. Months now, yeah. Hmm. So y'all y'all been working hard, like even spending your summer. That that takes yeah. dedication right there. That that's mind blowing. Yeah. And so like, is there anything you do like personally, like whenever you're nervous or anything about that with band? Is there anything you do to kind of help yourself? I just try and think about uh, if I mess up. I mean, that's I mean that could be embarrassing, or, but I I tend to think about uh, what I need to do to fix it, and that tends to uh, I mean that doesn't fix the problem in the moment but I mean it's preventing what what would happen right it kind of it, it, it grounds you yeah. like tells you hey I messed up but I know how to correct myself yeah. next time that's definitely a good tactic to use honestly you know because um knowing you can fix it kind of helps you do it more confident when you do fix it so it's definitely definitely something really good to go by what's the create like the craziest like Something you didn't believe would happen happened in band. That's a tough question. Is a I don't know if all of it would go on air. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I understand that hundred percent. There's a lot of like wrestling that goes on. Wrestling. Like, there's a lot of people that just want to fight in there for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if that needs to go on air either. <laughs> <laughs> band is aggressive. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't know. I don't know what it is about that, but people always want to see what. So they said you switched band directors. Like, was there any major differences between your uh, your freshman year and continuing forward? Like, there are some major differences. Um, you know, Mr. Stronger had a, a long experience there, and Mr. Zolis has an experience too. But I mean, I think especially Mr. Stronger. I mean, he'd been in that role for a long time, so. There's a little bit of time there where we we're trying to figure out what was what, but I think I think we've come a long way. We're we're doing good. I mean, I've heard y'all every once in a while, like when I get a chance to, and y'all sound good. Thank honestly, you. I tried to play the guitar once. Mm, nope. <laughs> so it definitely takes dedication, practice, and all that, and like the way y'all have got it down, it, it, it's impressive. Thank you. Yeah. So, what's some what's something special that you remember about your um, first band director? Um, so his name was Mr. Unger. Unger, sorry. Mr. Unger was uh, very dedicated. Okay. He said he would come at six thirty in the morning and leave at dark almost every day. Like sometimes. So he cared about you all. Yeah. He, he, wow. That's the main thing I remember about Mr. Unger. Was he was very dedicated. Oh yeah. Did he work y'all hard? Yeah. He would. That was uh, one of the main things too. He, he didn't let you mess up. If you messed up, he, he drilled you until it was how he wanted it. All right. So you fixed your at least you fixed what was going on, yeah. right? All right? And so 
And now we have Mr. You said it was Solis? Mr. Solis, yes. Yeah. So what's something you really like about how he does things? Mr. Solis is very, um, in a lot of ways, he's kind of the opposite from Mr. Embert. Not, not so much that he's not dedicated, or that he's, but he's very flexible. I would say that's, that's something that's good about him. He's, he's willing to, to see change and adapt to it. Oh, that's right. something he's good at. That's definitely a good skill to have, especially um, with the pandemic. You got to kind of yeah. adjust really quickly to that. And y'all seem to have it under control over there with that. Um, so, like, our theme of the podcast is what makes Pleasanton High School special to each individual person. So, for you, what makes Pleasanton High special? I think uh, what makes it special for me is probably the uh, encouragement that the teachers and the staff offer to the students. You know, I've always felt like I was encouraged to fulfill what I wanted to do, achieve my goals. All right, so they, they, they built you. They build you up. They um, right. help you actually do what you want to do, rather than saying, "Oh, wow, engineers are getting a lot of money nowadays." <laughs> to thank you for coming on the uh, podcast and uh, joining us as our third guest, and um, hopefully we can get you on the air real soon. And now let's hear from Melissa Hernandez Landon, class of nineteen ninety four. Thank you for coming on the show for us. Um, it's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to be invited. Thank you. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since you uh, since you graduated from Pleasanton High School. I'm currently in Eagle Lake, Texas, uh, which is near Houston. I am the city manager for the city of Eagle Lake. Uh, essentially, what I do is I I run uh, the city department, the city staff, uh, take care of policy, uh, the budget projects, anything pertaining to the city, that's what I do here. Uh, but it's been quite a journey, uh, directly out of uh, high school, went to college and attended different colleges and ended up graduating from the University of Texas, uh, Rio Grande Valley, in southernmost part of Texas. And my first career was in, actually in journalism. And I went into PR and government and, that is definitely an impressive journey between high school and now that's for sure wow yeah it's been interesting oh yeah most definitely so back at phs you were the uh, drum major correct yes yes i was so what did being a drum major mean to you back then well it was uh, quite exciting to me Um, it was a different time back then you know (laughs) as a teenager some of the things you think about uh, while being in band and essentially being a drum major is the uniform, you know, you get to wear a fancy uniform and <laughs> the showmanship, the Friday Night Lights, which meant something very different to a band member, I'm sure, than a football player. The responsibility was, was fun. Football games now are very nostalgic to me. I've been to many a college football game, a few high school games with my kids. Uh, in my older years, and all those memories come back. It was uh, my first real sense of what it meant to be in a leadership position. And it may sound silly, but it, it certainly set the tone for my life, my career journey, and my work ethic. Uh, I've been a spokesperson for various governmental entities and nonprofits. The voice of the organization leading the branding and the marketing of the organizational image. I ran for city commissioner in Brownsville, Texas, and won against the longtime commissioner. So I served for four years, 
uh, representing the community of about 200,000 residents. And it's not far-fetched for me to say that being a drum major got me out of my comfort zone and showed me that I could embrace a leadership role. And, and my band directors were a big part of that, too. I understand that. I, I can definitely tell you it's not silly, the... Um eat feeling good in the uniforms i personally am part of rotc so i understand you know the appeal of getting to wear the nice uniforms every week or whenever you're doing something important and i still have my uniform oh wow yes i do i i'm unable to fit into it but i i still have it and i pull it out every now and then and look at it and i've even thought about uh, donating it to the high school oh wow that'd definitely be um I can see them putting that up in the band hall for sure. Yes, and, and those years ago, um, my uniform was custom made and it cost my parents close to $400 to have it made. And back then, that, that was quite a bit of money for my parents who were um, you know, trying to make ends meet. And we lived uh, through my, my uh, 11th grade year, we lived in a two-bedroom, small little mobile home. And they scrambled uh, money together to little by little build a new home, which they now live in. They still live in Pleasanton. But for them to make that investment in my uniform meant a lot to me. And that's why uh, I feel the only way I could even part with it was to donate it back to the school. I understand that 100%. Um, my family was kind of in a similar situation, uh, pinching pennies to get ourselves a house when we first moved here as well. Um, I moved here the year, the summer before my freshman year. Um, my father retired from the military, so we kind of had to stay with um, some family members for a little while, while while we kind of got ourselves back on our feet. So I understand where you come from, how much sentimental value that would have because of how much they risked, you know, putting that in for you. Right, right. What was the most exciting thing you can remember about being a drum major here at Pleasanton High? Well, the 90s were were very different you know we didn't have really didn't have cell phones the internet didn't come into play or social media didn't come into play until probably close to my high school graduation it was just good old wholesome fun it was be home for before dark type of fun where um, much of the fun you had growing up in a small rural community was not much to do was to join different clubs and organizations within your school. So I signed up for pretty much everything. And definitely bands was a big part of that. But I did all the UIL uh, stuff, the UIL math and number sense and writing, anything that I could join to get out of the house, I did. That's how we developed our social skills was through working with other students and being in different scenarios, either you know personally or within the, the school system, and band definitely helped me to mold um, the way I'm, I'm I'm able to you know communicate now socially uh, because I, I personally I see there are a lot of challenges now with that because of social media and and definitely now with the pandemic so it definitely limits the social skills of our youth these days oh yeah like this pandemic it's thrown everything um out of whack especially like you're saying socially because you know when it first happened we left school completely so 
Like, we weren't able to see the people we talked to every day. We weren't able to, you know, talk to them if we didn't have their numbers or their social media, things like that. So, COVID has been, you know, really weird <laughs> for for teenagers and high schoolers and all that nowadays. I'm sure it's been very difficult. What are some memorable things that happened in band or some of the traditions you had when you were, um, like pre-competitions, pre-performances, things like that? Well, when, when I joined band, um, we had a new band director, uh, Mr. Bonda, Salomon Bonda. And it was uh, probably quite a task that he took on uh, the band uh, for many years, I want to say about 20 years, had never received a Division One rating, which is the highest rating a band can receive um, in performance, either on the field or um, you know as, a, as an orchestra type uh, competition. And so I remember that very first day of band, and he was you know standing before us with his directional baton and he, he tried to get us all to play one note in unison and in tune and it was all over the place and I saw I still remember him grabbing his brow and shaking his head but he never gave up on us and it just took a lot of perseverance and practice and motivation definitely a lot of motivation and we finally got to a point where after practicing many long hours in the hot sun in the summer, I remember for a marching band competition, we went to competition, we worked very hard, and everyone is waiting in the stands for their score. And you hear all the other scores being announced when they said Pleasanton High School, Division One. It, we broke this long trend of poor performances, poor scores, and low morale that the band had. And that took a lot of teamwork. And with our band director leading the charge and believing in us, that, that's probably my most memorable moment. I, I still have a picture that I cherish. And there are many people from band that I um, was you know, part of the band program. We're on my Facebook and we share that picture uh, probably once a year. Mr. Bonda is also on Facebook and he oftentimes brings up old photos and tags us. So that's a really good memory that, that I have that I'll never forget. And then I have one that is quite funny. <laughs> my senior year in, in high school it was homecoming. And I don't know if you you, you uh, noticed this, but a drum major has this very specific salute that they can put together and that they perform before any performance out on the field. And so it was halftime, and, and I thought to myself, I'm going to make this, this salute the best ever. It's going to be awesome. And I purchased glitter, <laughs> and I had glitter in each hand. And I walked up to the platform, up the steps, and I go to do my salute. But on that night, there was no wind to blow the glitter into the air. So when I did my salute, and I threw my arms in the air and threw the glitter, all that glitter came back down on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
and it all went into my eyes. And so that was right before our marching performance. So I had to figure out a way to take all that glitter off without making a scene. My <laughs> mascara was going down my face. I went down the steps. I could see the band directors kind of you know, through the blur and the tears. They were just shaking their head at me, but I still managed to be able to lead the band through the, the marching performance. But I'll never forget that. Uh, that was probably one of the funniest moments of my band career, and people still talk about that that know about it. But I, I share that every now and then um, when I'm hanging out with some friends and we talk about high school memories, and I'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it hurts because I know glitter gets everywhere, so getting it in your eyes sounds horrible. <laughs> Oh yes, it was it was quite an experience, but I managed to get through it. You seem to have a very very high opinion of uh, Mr. Banda. Um, what's something that was very special about him to you that um, that you experienced in band? He really cared about the students. Uh, many of us uh, living in a rural community um, and in a community that was probably about at that time at least 85 percent uh, at the poverty level and he was quite the mentor there were many times that students wanted to give up or you know, leave and and he would pull them into the office and convince them otherwise because he knew if they left band they had nothing else that they were going to be going to or investing in and band kept them focused and kept them engaged and kept them you know mommy peer support group that we all needed at that time and when, when I was young at that age I was, I was naive and dumb and I remember one time I thought that I was going to run away from home and I left for a few hours and he brought me into his office, was quite the father figure and provided advice and guidance and had nothing to do with music or, um, you know, band or anything like that, but it had to do with, with life and life experiences and providing advice to us. And, and I'll never forget how kind he was. And that's the reason why many of us still communicate and keep in contact with him because as a juvenile, as a teenager, we all have trials and tribulations. We all think the sky is falling, the world is ending. <laughs> and he brought us back to a level where, where we knew it was really not that bad. Right. That, that... He put a lot of sense into us and, and refocused us and redirected us. And, I'll never forget that, and I appreciate that greatly from him. <laughs> the way you describe him, he sounds like an amazing person. Yes, and, and I, I will tell you that uh, prior to coming here to Eagle Lake, I was the, the city manager in Palpurias, Texas, which is another rural community uh, just south of Corpus Christi. And in, in meeting people in the community and people who have lived there for many years, they all knew Mr. Bonda because Mr. Bonda was a, a band director in his much younger years for that city. 
wow. They share very much of the same stories that I have, that he, he left a, a, quite a legacy in that community as well. <laughs> you, you obviously very much like the program from how you speak. Um, why do you think other students should try, you know, go into band and, um, you know, participate in the program? Well, band was more than the music and the music sheets and the competition. It was about the peer support and meeting new people and learning how to work together, how to get through uh, obstacles. And it, it, it's something that uh, if I could do all over again in this day and age, I would. And when I left high school, I was in band in college my freshman year, and same experience, same experience. And yes, it, it teaches you to be diligent and to have a good work ethic because it does require a lot of practice, and being on time for practices, and being responsible, and being able to have people rely on you because sometimes they're a group performances and competitions, but it's, I guess it's the whole picture, when you look at the big picture, it's everything uh, that resonates with life experiences when you become an adult, uh, having a good work ethic and being able to have good social skills and communication skills and dealing through life when life is a competition, uh, as I'm sure you know, and Band certainly prepares you for that. Um, so, besides band, um, what made Pleasanton High School great for you when you went to school here in the '90s? We had it was um, a small town, um, much smaller than what it is now. It's grown so much. A lot of the uh, after school programs those were great. The teachers. Many of the teachers there were longtime teachers from the community who had a vested interest in being really good teachers and and uh, you know role models for students. And it, you know, being at a larger school, it, it certainly doesn't do it justice. Um, being at a smaller school, a smaller school, you have we had smaller classrooms and everybody knew everybody and. Some people see that to, to a certain extent as a fault, but I didn't. And we didn't have many places to go. We would hang out at people's houses, and we would hang out at the Sonic when there was a Sonic at that time, and we would drive around town. I mean, that, that was our entertainment. And because we had limited entertainment, it made us more involved in school. And all those experiences to me, um, made my youth and, uh, and I'll never forget that. I'm sure Pleasanton High School is very different now. I've, I've driven by it and it's grown <laughs> uh, but you know those years those years ago I'll never take back in the 90s hairspray our our hair was full of hairspray we had baggy clothes we played board games bad hair no Xbox <laughs> it was just pure wholesome fun yeah, that, that sound it sounds like Pleasanton was just as great then as it is now for me so it's crazy how much things can change but stay, stay the same at the same time 
you know, if I, if I could give anyone any advice, it's just to stay active, join the different organizations. That's how you're going to to learn how to work with other people. Um, when you go into your career field, the work is always easy. It's always the ability to communicate and work effectively with, with your team members. So you learn a lot of those skills growing up and you develop them along the way as you go into college. I want to thank you for coming on, you know, letting us interview you for this. It was very, very nice having you um, come on, you know, being able to talk to you and, and talk to you about your time at Pleasanton High. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate the call and being able to participate and I wish you and your fellow students nothing but the best and success throughout high school and in your future endeavors. <laughs> thank you so very much. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. What a great perspective this week. PHS is definitely the greatest. This is Nathaniel Goodman, your Biggie Broodcast host, taking flight from here in the Biggie studio. We hope you join us for the next episode and try to stay positive out there. We know it's crazy.